John 3. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. Do not be astonished that I said you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things, material things, and you do not believe, how do you believe if I tell you about heavenly, spiritual things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now you should know that this is the only time that Jesus ever says this phrase and statement. Nowhere else in the Gospels does Jesus tell someone that they must be born again. And essentially what I believe Jesus is saying here, specifically, to a Pharisee, to a teacher of the law, someone who understands their dogmatic position very well. He's telling them, you must be reborn. You must erase and delete all of your conditioning, all of the things that you think you know to be true about God, about yourself, about life and society and the way the narrative is playing out. You must forget it all. You must have, as the Buddhists call, a beginner's mind, or as Jesus himself teaches us, that you must be a child. You must have a childlike mind to see the kingdom of God. Because he says, unless you've been born again, you will not see the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Kingdom is a state of consciousness. It's a state of ultimate reality. It's a way of seeing with spiritual eyes through the material plane of consciousness. Why do we know this to be true? Because exactly how the verse continues, Nicodemus gets hung up on what? Earthly things, materiality, literal ideas and concepts. Jesus tells him he must be born again and he says, do I crawl back into my mother's womb? He's stuck at this level of awareness. And Jesus, by inviting him to be reborn, is seeking to burst him out of his bubble into a more grand perspective from above. Because then Jesus sort of changes the phrase a little bit in a few verses, as we heard. He says, you must be born from above. Essentially, you must have an awakening. You must be enlightened. 
you must have a different perspective and paradigm shift about the nature of reality. And that's not going to come from this level of consciousness. All of your doctrine, all of your dogma, all of your tradition and religion is not going to get you into oneness with God. None of it. It's all hurdles. It's all distractions. Jesus is telling him to forget it all. If you want to be in union with God, you're going to have to begin from the beginning. You're going to have to let go of your assumptions. You're going to have to let go of your expectations. You're going to have to open yourself up to the possibility that things are happening beyond your level of assumption and conditioning. That beyond all of the things that you have been told, assimilated, and integrated into your life, there is something that wants to burst and emerge from a spiritual dynamic that wants to upset and disrupt all of the things that you have believed to be and enforced to be true. And that's why Jesus continues to tell him that if you don't listen to me about earthly material things, why would you listen to me about spiritual things? Because Jesus is inviting him to bust through the material plane and embody a life of union in the spiritual. And we must be born again. Every spiritual master teaches us this, that there is nothing in this world that is going to provide you that sense of satisfaction, that sense of unity, that sense of absolute joy in knowing who you are beyond who you think you should be. I love how the Buddha talks about life is suffering, and that's largely a mistranslation for us Westerners. The true word dukkha is about non-satisfactory. It means nothing here is going to satisfy you. Nothing on this plane is going to get you there to the universal mind. Jesus in his own way is saying there is a kingdom. There is an order. There is a Tao of being that's happening. Even without our conscious effort to make it happen, there is a divine order of awareness. And you can tap into that higher frequency of awareness, but you must forget all of your conditionings that prevent you from stepping into that. And Nicodemus, being a religious guy, I mean, he's a teacher of the law. He's enforcing this stuff. He has his parishioners who he is leading. They've trusted him. And Jesus is saying, yeah, all that stuff, it's got to go. You need a different perspective. And in order to do that, it's all of your doctrine, all of your dogma, all of your, your titles and roles and functions that you think are getting you closer to God, all of that's gotta go. Because all the things that you think are gonna get you there are actually the barriers that keep you from living and integrating the fullness of life, which is what Master Yeshua came to teach, how to live an abundant life and that abundant life is in union with the kingdom of God, the order, the divine flow, the eternal, infinite, expressing itself in and through and as all things, including us, if we could just surrender to that. But surrender means to let go, to unlearn, to have a beginner's mind, childlike faith. That all of the costumes that we wear aren't going to get us there. So the invitation, friend, to be born again, 
is to start from the beginning. It's to be awakened. It's to be enlightened. And anyone who's gone through a spiritual awakening can attest to this. Anyone who has experienced even a near-death experience can attest to this. Once you click on a few near-death experiences, forget it, your algorithm's done. You'll have all these videos and they're all beautiful and they all have their own unique stories and they all have their own characters and images and experiences, but there is something unanimous for everyone who comes back into their body. They're all grateful. They all see that love is the answer. And they all have a completely new perspective about who they are and what they're here to do. You could say they've been born again. They've been reborn to understand their incarnation in a completely new light. And Jesus is giving us that same invitation without having to go through some experience. Maybe you have been through one. But the way that you become reborn, the way that you are born again, the way that you become enlightened is by letting go, forgetting all the things that you thought to be true, having a beginner's mind. I love when Zen monks come to uh, the end of their training, all of the books that they have learned from, they ceremonially burn them, saying, we gained this wisdom into our being so we no longer need to cling and attach to all of the things that got us here. The raft that got them from one side of the river to the other, they allow that to float down the stream. And Jesus is inviting Nicodemus, you're here with me at night because something within you is curious about the infinite and eternal reality that you clearly see through my incarnation. And Jesus is inviting Nicodemus out of his dogmatism, out of his doctrinal awareness of what he thinks should be in order to get to God. And Jesus is gently inviting him out of all of his conditioned boxes into the infinite beauty of what it means to live in harmony and oneness with God. He demonstrates it by his life and invites the religious out of their religiosity. And I'll just end with this as an actionable thing that we can do. Because each and every one of us still have a level of religiosity lingering in our heart. Whether you have been a part of organized religions or not, I've seen deep religiosity in the spiritual, even in the New Age communities, all over. Every sect, every religion, every tradition, every group has their level of dogmatism. The way that they have believed it to be and then they concrete into that and they annihilate and, and excommunicate everyone who seems to have some sort of differing expression of the infinite through them. And so as we go from this video, my encouragement is to continuously come back to that beginner's heart and mind, to be born again, 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 and again that all of the things that we cling to, that we let them go, that we remain open, that we begin to be reborn every single day as we engage life with curiosity, with invitation, to say what is happening beyond my scope of awareness? What in the spiritual could be 
unfolding that my material eyes just will never see or pick up. And then I believe also we can invite other people into that because everyone, whether they're talking about spiritual things or not, you know, maybe you have religious family or friends, but even people who just have their beliefs about the way life works and politics and society, everybody's dogmatic. And I love Jesus' example that he didn't argue with Nicodemus. He did rebuttal him, yeah. But he didn't argue with him. He invited him. He invited him to see from a different perspective. So first, we have to be open to see from a different perspective. Jesus also says that don't worry about the speck in another person's eye when you have a whole plank in your own eye. Worry about getting this right and then you can serve. So when you encounter people of all sorts of dogmatism, from sports dogmatism to societal to religious, whatever it might be, be open and receptive within yourself and then invite people into that openness and into that beginner's childlike faith as well. And you'll begin to see the divine design that is within you and within everyone. Because the whole thing is on its way working itself out back into harmony and union. It may look dismal, it may look bleak, it may look all of this, but the more that we affirm our own biases and beliefs, the more that we will keep ourselves bound into these illusions of separation. And the invitation is always to come back to wholeness with God within yourself and within all of creation. <laughs>